Greetings and aloha. Welcome to another edition of the Holistic Human Optimization Show. This is Ronnie Landis, and this is going to be a very special introduction and into a very special interview with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. This is the fourth time that I've interviewed Dr. Cousins over uh, many years now, um, and just a you know, remarkable incredible human being. He's literally a living legend. He's a living legend in the field of raw plant foods, veganism, um, holistic health and nutrition besides just the dietary piece, but really an incredible holistic physician that has 40 plus years under his belt. Just an incredible, remarkable human being. Very happy we had him on the show again. We go deep into a lot of the things that we have been going deep into and he has a unique perspective and he also has a spiritual perspective through his training and through his his way of of kind of operating within the realms of health called spiritual nutrition um, that's one of the things i love about gabriel cousins he has great perspective on the spiritual journey as well as the health journey and how they're both intertwined together has definitely influenced my thinking over the years so we go deep into a lot of topics that are just very prevalent right now in the world. Uh, you will dive into it, and uh, he has some some good perspectives I think will be helpful for all of us. Now, before we get into this, this, I believe, is the final interview that I do for this podcast before we transition into the next phases of this podcast. There's been a lot of updates. There is a rebranding in process. Uh, complete reinvention of myself and also my businesses, my platforms, my messaging. This podcast is about to go through a major up-leveling, and I'm very excited about that. And so we are going to make a transition after this episode, and then I'm going to take you through the remaining solo episodes that I did. And if you remember, we've done two seasons, about 10 episodes of solo episodes, there is about 12 more to go, and I interrupted that pattern to address the COVID situation, the lockdown situation, bringing on other minds to help us make sense of this whole charade. It's been four plus months into it, and so we are now going to make that transition. I think that information in those solo episodes is going to be even more relevant now, interestingly enough. So I'm excited to get back into that, and... Very soon after the solo episodes, there will be a completely rebranded, renewed podcast, and we're going to continue to bring on other health experts and really take the production, take the quality, and take the conversations to a brand new level. Very excited about that. So thanks for being on the journey. Thanks for uh, sticking with it, and uh, I, I really hope that, well, I know, I don't just hope, but I know that what we do beyond this point is going to really just be the setup. Everything that we've done up to this point is the setup, 200 interviews, 250 episodes all together, and we're just going to take it to the next level. So enough said about that. Before we get into this interview, last thing I want to share is the sponsor for this show at the moment, Now Alchemy. You probably heard in the prior intros, intros for the prior uh, interviews, I've talked about this company in length and really just, I love Now Alchemy. They're an incredible superfood 
tonic herbal plant concentrate nutraceutical company. Wow, what does that mean? Well, they're basically a high-level supplement company that deals in the highest quality plant medicines, plant concentrates, herbal and superfood plants, medicinal mushrooms, uh, so many different things that they've done over the course of their, you know, the last eight years that I've seen this company. And one of my best friends, Archer Love, who is the founder and the head alchemist of all the formulations that now Alchemy produces, they just have an incredible product line. So many amazing things. Go to www.nowalchemy.com. And when you use my code, Human Potential, you'll get a nice little discount. Go to Instagram, check out their Instagram page, send either Archer Love or Now Alchemy a message. Say that you heard about them from the Ronnie Landis podcast, and I'm sure that'll make his day, and he may even hook you up even more. He's just a very generous type of person and uh, someone that's very accessible and will answer your questions. And if you go to nowalchemy.com, you can see the whole product line. And uh, there's definitely something or some things for everybody. So definitely want to recommend them. And we are ready to get into our show. So buckle your seatbelts, get some water, whatever you need, take some notes, enjoy this conversation with Dr. Gabriel Pell. Greetings and aloha. Welcome to another edition of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I'm your host, of course, Ronnie Landis, and we are continuing our quite extensive and quite amazing COVID-19 series. That, of course, is the code name for really what is going on. That's that's the, the code terminology for what's going on. Obviously, it goes far beyond that, but with that said, our special guest today is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, quite an extraordinary human being, quite a, a legend in the field of holistic health and natural nutrition, um, raw living foods, detoxification, cleansing, healing, rejuvenation, um, and also an incredible spiritual teacher as well as an incredible um, alternative uh, physician, holistic physician, I think would be the appropriate term. And really just just an amazing human being this is the fourth interview that we've done in the the series of this podcast over the last four or five years we've had some incredible conversations we've gone into so many different directions that are quite novel and unique and very nuanced and today's topic is is quite clear and direct so dr cousins so grateful to have you back on the show and it's perfect as you know as you know we did David Wolf a week ago, and man, we just, that 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 conversation blew people's minds. And it really, what it did is it kind of opened up the whatever you want to call it. It opened up a certain box in people's mind, and uh, it was it was very relative to the energy that you and I stepped into this conversation before we got before we recorded, where you said, you know, what, I'm feeling quite radical right now, and I want to get through the BS. These are your words of what is going on out there. And I said, that's great because that's exactly where I'm at. And, and I think just opening this conversation, Dr. Cousins, I'm, I'm feeling that's where a lot of people are. 
I feel like a lot of people for the first time maybe in their life, uh, certainly as a humanity, certainly in our our media-driven populace, spell-bound kind of society, people are done with the BS. It is quite an extraordinary thing to say. So I'm not going to talk too much. I just want to open this conversation with one question. What the heck is going on? Well, that's a great question. And what I'd like to do in answering it is actually answer it uh, moving from theory to facts, okay? And what I mean is that initially when this started, we had the theory. Obviously, most people are aware that this uh, is highly likely to be a globalist, you know, uh, bio, biochemical attack on us, biowarfare. I don't want to deal with that directly because I think people already get that. And in my newsletters, people can just go to drcousin.com. They can see I lay it out in extensive detail. But what I'm going to talk about today is we had the theory, oh, lockdowns are going to work. Well, the truth is there was no prior evidence that they would work. There's no nothing in history has ever shown they work. And in fact, they don't work. We got to get reality. Social distancing and lockdowns have completely failed to make any difference whatsoever on outcome. Now we have the history for that. Now we have the science that says, oh, they don't work. And what I mean they don't work is they really don't work. Now, I, I kind of, one of the problems was data is very difficult because everybody's manipulating the data. But I'm going to go to J.P. Morgan. Why? Because they're actuaries. They have an investment in getting it right, if you get what I'm saying. I, I may not like J.P. Morgan. That doesn't matter. What matters is they have an investment in getting the story right, okay, because it costs them money if they don't. Very simple. So their motivation is clean and clear. So what do we know is that J.P. Morgan's work showed not only did the lockdowns not work, and we knew that from like the, you know, the two doctors from California, and we had all that, but it's worse than that. What they showed, J.P. Morgan data, is in places where there wasn't a shutdown, there were basically five deaths per 100,000. Okay, like North Dakota, but five deaths. Then, when the shutdown was for 30 days, there were eight deaths per 100,000. And then, we'll go a little further, 40 days, there were 16 deaths per 100,000. And then we get a little deeper, 50 days is 20 deaths. And then we end up with, um, after two months, 32 deaths per 100,000. Now, let me make that clear. With the longer the lockdown, the greater the deaths. So not only did the lockdown not work, that's well proven at this point, if you look at any statistic, but actually from this actuarially, actually from the actuarially, we're making a little pun here, but is it showed actually the longer the lockdown, the worse it got. Now that's very, very important. So it's like, oh, it didn't just not work. It actually made things worse. So if we kind of look at that, J.B. Morgan thing, because they, they've got an investment 
in their own universe of getting it right. Okay, so that's why I pick them. I pick who's got an investment. So that's a very important thing. So the lockdowns not only don't work, but they make it worse. Now, I'm just talking about deaths. Now, we're not talking about the lockdown causing is related to 130 million people potentially starving to death in Africa. I do a lot of work in Africa. I'm connected in. It's already happening. It's a bad scene, okay? So, and we know I live near the border and we work with groups and we're trying to feed people across the border. There are ways to get food across the border and things like that. I'm not going to obviously outline those. But the point is, it's a real problem now. It's not a projected problem. People are starving now. Okay, so that's that. What about suicides? We're looking at projected uh, more than 12% unemployment, 830,000 suicides when we go by this. So we're looking at increasing suicide rate, increase of child abuse. I, apparently, there's already an increase of 30% in divorces. It's a societal disaster, okay? Now, we're not talking about economics, that, but clearly that's disrupted that too. So there's a much bigger th thing going on, and the fact is it doesn't work, one, and it makes it worse. So that's probably the most important, simple way to go. The data is in. Before, we didn't know. The science is in. Doesn't work, makes it worse. Okay, that's a pretty good place to start in seeing the big yeah. picture. Yeah. Now, there's something else that people aren't aware of. But in areas where there's higher air pollution, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there is greater uh, CV outbreak. Also in areas where there's a lot of commercial agriculture. Right, right. So it's highlighting, that's a gift to us, like, wait, this commercial agriculture, you know, with the uh, glycosates is actually making people sicker, is actually increasing the rates, okay? And we also know, and I did a whole newsletter on 5G, okay? 5G doesn't cause COVID-19. It weakens our immune system, and anybody who wants a paper on it, they can get it. And it's also in the newsletter, wherever there's 5G, there's an increase in lethality. Right. Right. Not infectivity, but lethality, because it actually creates this thing called electroporesis, where your cell wall opens and closes, lets the virus in, closes, <clears throat> they multiply. So we know that's a problem. So we have three areas where this is being amplified. So those are all like key things to overall understand. Um, and and I, um, I don't necessarily need to go further except obviously with SARS and MERS we didn't do any of these lockdowns and yep. finally we have to say well there's a cycle to the virus what's new it hits we'll probably have another season of it and after you know the, the second season then it will just fade out yep. they may attach it to quote uh, you know a vaccine as a cause like if you look at <clears throat> vaccines from 1900, 1940s, there was a 98 to 98%, 99% drop in all the acute diseases before mm -hmm. vaccines were ever given. Mm -hmm. And vaccines only account for 1% or 2% max, mm -hmm. okay? plus a lot of disability from that. So 
this is the same thing here. It will, because it's going to fade out. And it's, and of course, vaccines aren't going to work because the thing mutates and da, da, da. What vaccines will, this vaccine, the mRNA vaccine, it's going to alter our DNA. Okay. Yeah. I want, I wanted to, I wanted to mention this and I'm glad you did because there's, there's a lot of talk of what, what is going to be included in these these vaccines? Will they be mandated? I don't particularly think they will. I'd like to get your take on that. But there's there's talk of CRISPR technology, um, which is basically gene mutating tech. It's not mutating, but it's gene altering technology, um, where you know they can take a baby and you want to change their eye color or something right, ridiculous right, right. like that. Basically, playing God. Well, um, I'm, I'm curious your knowledge and what you know about that now that you brought that up. Well, I'm going to take it a different way. Yes, they can do all these things. Yeah. The mRNA, and I'm going to write a, my next newsletter is going to be about it. So, um, but basically, it alters your DNA. And I want us to get a bigger perspective because we don't have the bigger perspective. Yeah, we, we got to get that perspective. Yeah. Perspective is it's satanic to think we can do better than God. That's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. So if you understand this whole thing, oh, we can take the globalism, but it's deeper. It's a satanic force that wants to kill people and depopulate the pop, you know, the world for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I and I want to just touch on it only for a second, because yeah. people don't get it. Because even the satanic forces will end up killing themselves. It's That's part of the satanic mindset. Yeah. Okay, so we'll merge into Satan, everything will be fine. It just doesn't work that way. So, so basically, if you see the big picture that Satan's energy has been continually trying to destroy humanity for thousands of years, this is the next big play. It will be defeated. The outcome, you know, nothing's guaranteed, but the outcome is <laughs> defeated, right? But we have to show up. Why am I saying this? I'm not, this is not conspiracy. This is straightforward. It's historical and it's present. We have to show, show up and say no. Now, I'm going to use the word mark of the beast. Some people think that has to do with Bill Gates and putting a tattoo on. But let's go a little deeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do that. A lot of people have taken on the mark of the beast. What is it? Talking, thinking, and acting in alignment with the one world government. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us were a little bit quiet for a while. Yeah. And you and I had this discussion. We were partly allowing the market beast to come into us. So how do we not take on the market beast? And this is for everybody to understand. We don't play the party line. We're out of the matrix. The matrix, the one world government uh, thinking, Anything that's outside of that is the mark of the beast. So what do they do? Just like it says in the you know, book of Revelation, they'll exile you. They'll take you off the internet. They'll do everything they can. We see that already happening, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at the mark of the beast being thinking and talking and acting in a way that's not in alignment with the one world government, which makes the rules. That's actually the mark of the beast. So we have to be very, very well mm, attuned 
to this whole mind control yeah. and understand there's a deeper kind of pressure behind it. Yeah, yeah. If that makes yeah. any sense, it's, that, it's really it key. Yeah. Don't think about it as a tattoo. Think about it as mind control. Mm -hmm. So our job is to stand up, which is obviously what we're doing in this interview, and tell the truth and not take on the mark of the beast in our, our, our thoughts and our, uh, what we're saying and what our actions mm. are. Extremely important we stand up and say no. And that's gonna be key with this vaccination thing, but it's the whole story. It's the whole thing. Yeah, it's not a hoax, but it's a psyop. Mm. Can, can you, okay, so can you, can you tell people, just create a distinction between those two terms? Because these things are getting thrown around and a lot of people are waking up and like any good awakening, there's transition turbulence. And a lot of people aren't familiar with the actual meaning of these terminology. They're just like, oh, it's a hoax. So it's fake or it's, it's PSYOP. You know what I mean? So let's be clear that SARS, Ebola, MERS, previous COVID, you know, uh, coronavirus things happened. Right. SARS killed 100,000 people. We didn't shut down. Ebola, 40 times more lethal. We didn't shut down. The lethality of this is pretty much shown to be 0.1%, maybe, you know, based on all the statistics, based on the, you know, the, the ships, you know, the Roosevelt and the Princess. It's, mm -hmm. it's about 0.1%. It could be plus or minus. The point is, the, so it's real. Therefore, it's not a hoax. It's a psyop because people mentally have been brought into a state of panic and fear, whereas with previous viruses, which were more deadly than this, I mean, SARS is 10 times more, uh, you know, we didn't have it. So the media explicitly, and I'm going to say governmental authorities, explicitly created a psyop that created Fear. So psyop means psychological operation. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just get what that means. So there's a psychological operation to go into fear, panic, keep everybody separate of six feet, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm trying to say is right. people are buying the story, okay? When in fact, the infectivity and danger of this is very, very low. And what we also saw, and I think it's important, is that the infectivity went down to less than one. Infectivity we call R naught factor. Uh, it wasn't three or four or whatever. It was less than one. And with the lockdown, it didn't change. Mm -hmm. Lockdown didn't make any difference on the infectivity results. Another point that I'm making. So it's not that lethal. It's less lethal than SARS and Ebola and the uh, Marfane virus, which was 80% lethal, okay? You didn't, we didn't hear about these things. Mm -hmm. I write about it in my papers. I have all the charts in my newsletters, and people can kind of, again, ask for the newsletters. Um, it's all there. And we've actually started a little bit of a, a not a little bit, a Tree of Life community where people can be updated, get the newsletters, all this is for free, and, you know, kind of really begin to understand because I'm coming with data. Yes. I'm not coming with fear, theory or fury. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so mm -hmm. SIAP is fear creation. 
It's a psychological operation. Hoax means it didn't happen. Right. People right. are misusing the word hoax. Yes, it is happening. Yes, it happened with SARS. Yes, it happened you know, with MERS. True. So it's not a hoax. And it's seasonal. Uh, it's reasonable to ex expect, based on the, the way the co uh, coronaviruses work, that there'll be another thing in the fall. That's totally reasonable. That's how all the viruses work. And then it fades out. Now, there's two other pieces here to understand. Mm -hmm. it, initially, again, when we look at epidemiologically, the elderly and the sick are the ones who are most affected. Mm. So initially, we had uh, data in an answer was like, this is really dangerous. But who is it dangerous for? Not the healthy people, right. the vulnerable people. And, and, you know, it's not about age. It's about morbidity. Your, 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 your biological age versus chronological. Right. Thank you. That's good. Mm -hmm. And that's the point I'm making. Is so, so we have stuff based on uh, chronological age, susceptibility. We know in Italy, 99% of the people had some kind of major illness. Uh, and and 50% had, you know, three would be diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, cancer. These are, that made them more susceptible. So, so what's, what's new in the world, right? So that's the point I'm making. But what they did is they took the statistics based on that. Let's hold it for a second. I'm just going to turn this down. So, that's the key concept. So we have statistics based on the sickest part of the population. Now what we see if we look at the statistics for the healthiest part, it's really, it's a nothing. You know, 96% of the people who are exposed don't have a problem. And mostly they're asymptomatic. And what we know about asymptomatic people, it's not totally clear, is that they aren't actually uh, transmitters of the disease because they don't okay. have enough. I got to highlight what you just said because this is the whole pantomime behind the face mask wearing thing is, uh, you know, it's for example, you know, I was in Sedona for, for three or four months close to you in Patagonia and, and things are fine. Things, you know, for the most part, not a whole lot going on. Some people wearing masks, some people freaking out, you know, human beings are in their hysteria. But for the most part, pretty rational, pretty sensible. Not everyone is running and jogging down the street with a face mask. Okay, great. <laughs> or driving in their car with a face mask. Running with a face mask is totally idiotic. You're getting hypoxic. Right. And obviously it doesn't really spread much outdoors. Maybe 2%. Very minor spread. Right. So, so I go from that. And then I, I, as you know, I just came to Austin, Texas. And the biggest thing, and I, I don't know why I was surprised, but I was, I walk into a Whole Foods and it is like a sea of people wearing masks and i'm not in judgment of them i get it but i definitely felt they were in judgment of me i could feel it right and uh so the whole thing and i want to get your take on the face mask because i think the face mask more than just being an oxygen reducing um thing and having other you know building up all these microbes and bacteria on the cloth i also think they're a totem of some sort there's some kind of psyop inside in of themselves. And so the whole, we're told that asymptomatic people are carriers and they're going to transmit it. So, so the Orwellian rhetoric is I'm saving lives 
if I stay home or I'm saving lives, if I have a mask and, and you not wearing a mask, you're a bad boy and, and, and we need to punish you. So you asked a few questions at once. Okay. So let's talk about the face mask. <laughs> so the face mask, let's say, I'm going to just say, uh, its holes are three times bigger than the size of the virus. Therefore, there's no way it's going to work because the virus can get through the holes. Does that make sense? Plus, if it's not sealed, then it can come from anywhere. So it's kind of mythological. It's, there's no scientific validity that they work. Okay. Now, that being said, I, I think we're looking at it's a sign of submission. It's a sign of the psyop working. Right. You got it. Now, you mentioned that that's it. I'll just go there. There is a study out of China. Now, this is a really important study. I just read it uh, the other night. And one person who was sick, but they were uh, asymptomatic, they followed it. They checked the, out of uh, the person had 455 contacts over uh, two weeks. 455 contacts. They checked every single one because it was research. Not one single person got infected does that tell us something so it is clearly suggesting this is a really important piece of data that i'm bringing up it clearly says the asymptomatic people uh are don't have enough viral load to actually infect other people and so don't worry about the asymptomatic based on at least one study that shows exposed 455 people i'm talking about family members they had to be exposed for at least four days. Staff members in the hospital and other people exposed, three different categories, nobody got infected, okay? So what we know about um, the asymptomatic is that they, the, the conclusions, they don't have enough viral to infect anybody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm gonna mention also, if people get vaccinated, they will be shedding the virus for at least two weeks, two to four weeks. Therefore, mm. they will be infecting other people. As, a, like, as like a detox, is there detoxing? Yeah, they're throwing off the virus, right. Uh, okay. I'm gonna, I don't want to use detox, that's physiological. I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get a vaccination, you throw off the virus from two, for two to four weeks, roughly speaking for most of the vaccination. Got it. I talk about it in my book, Conscious Parenting, where I have 80 pages on why vaccinations don't really work. Okay, mm -hmm. but that's one of them. You're actually infecting other people. So the non-vaccinated people are the ones putting at risk by people who are getting vaccinated, not the other way around. I mean, that's the, the science of that's it. That's the reality. Not the psyop of it. The, yeah, okay, so that, that was good. You just said something really key. I just wanna, I just wanna echo. That's the science, not the psyop or the scientism. The science, and, and so I just, I, I know we want to get into a few other things, but since I, I mentioned it, you're uniquely qualified to give a really good perspective on this. I know it. And David brought this up, and I've been bringing this up in every interview. Science versus scientism. Can we just, can we just bring, a, bring a distinction between those two things? Because... You have all these people, and you saw it for all the years of the vaccine malarkey. This is their whole thing. Science, 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 but it's all co-opted, pharmaceutically bought and paid for. 
um, you know, agendavized science. Um, and so I want, I want people to understand the difference between those two things. So we have, uh, take the vaccine issue, okay? Yeah. Vaccines are safe and effective. Now, there is no science, meaning double-blind studies, that supports it. And what got exposed to the Supreme Court when asked about it, you know, uh, there is no science, double-blind studies, that support that these things are safe and effective. Mm -hmm. What we get is they're not safe and effective. So the, the PSYOP, scientism, yeah. uh, which actually I don't want to use that word because it sounds too much like science, is basically mythologies that doctors are taught in medical school. Mythologies that doctors are taught in myth. Uh, that's a very good way of putting it. And, but there's no validity. There really hasn't been any real research. And that's actually what I bring up in my book, Conscious Parenting. There is no research to validate any of these things. They're not safe and they're not effective. Right. And not effective is a pretty important thing. I, I, I'll just say one thing, like the, take the flu. We know, the research is clear, that maybe the flu vaccine is 10 to 30% effective. But what we know is for every uh, flu vaccine you get, you decrease your immunity. So you increase by up to 36% per injection mm -hmm. your susceptibility to getting the flu, or in this case, the COVID virus. So we, we know that it's just the opposite. That's the science is mm. we did a study, we observe what happened and do it. The other one is a theory and a belief system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So most doctors are, and certainly the little they taught, is all about belief system. Right. Okay. It's not about what's a double blind study or what's a clinical study. So some of these studies, because double blind studies take well. The clinical study says you got a, a flu shot, and guess what? You're going to increase your susceptibility by 36%. Okay, so you see where we're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to get us off track, but I do want to mention one more thing, is that medications also make you more susceptible, particularly ACE inhibitors. Oh, yeah, right, okay. And statins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And statins also increase your susceptibility to getting type 2 diabetes by 40 to 80%. Right. And so statins are cholesterol-blocking medications. Yeah, um, roughly speaking. Without getting roughly speaking, yeah. Yeah, reduction. And, and, and they don't work. And they don't work. And ACE inhibitors are more for blood pressure. Right. These two medications specifically seem to be associated with increasing your infectivity rates. Interesting. Wow. And that again is data. And they actually increase death from respiratory uh, causes. So wow. they increase the death rate and they increase uh, the, the respiratory infection death rate. So what can we say? Not a good idea. Okay. So if we're going to, you know, and it's so easy to treat high blood pressure by fasting. In a week or two, we're going to get 90% of the people, based on their years of experience clinically, uh, the blood pressure will reset at a normal rate and stay there if they live the normal healthy lifestyle. So that's kind of a, a I'm going to say an overview 
of our situation that we've been given a lot of false information. I call it PSYOP because it causes fear and causes mind control and causes people to do the wrong thing. And, and do the wrong thing with the guise of doing the right thing. Exactly. So we know that if you're outdoors, your chance of getting it is 2%. If you're indoors, your chance of getting it is 80%. Right. And, and that's the point about the longer you're indoors, you know, at two months, you're literally going to have, what I said, 32 deaths per 100,000 versus outdoors, no lockdown, eight deaths. What does that tell us? That's, you know, five times higher. I, I, um, I just saw an article. I think it's, uh, if I remember, it's the, the governor of Michigan. Um, is it Michigan or Missouri? The, the, I can't remember her name, but she's Michigan. basically. Whitmer, Whitmer. Yeah, so apparently she's recommending people barbecue indoors. You know, I know you're not advocating barbecuing to begin with, but the, but the fact of the matter, I was like, wow are we it, like that was that was a real statement so i mean i i don't know where these people like I, I i need your your elder perspective to help me i don't know what's going on in these people's these people's minds like governor newsom and this character like what are they what are they thinking well i think there's several levels you know if we look at globalism, which has been going on since the time of Nimrod 4,000 years ago, uh -huh. they, he, he was the first to try to do one world government. This is not new, yeah. okay? Yeah. So we have in every, almost every few generations this thing. This game plan was developed at least 100 years ago, okay? If you this really right look, now, what we're dealing yeah, with. If you really look at it right now, this, uh, was a very well orchestrated. I don't want to go into all the details, but if you really look it up, you'll see it's a well orchestrated attack on people. Now, what's good is it's phony, and people are waking up to it, which is where we started. Mm -hmm. And this transmission is I'm giving people ammunition to kind of look at the big picture and understand that this is, again, a PSYOP. Now we're breaking out of the PSYOP. People are getting, something's wrong here. Lockdowns make it worse. That's not good. Social distance making, well, it does more than that. Social distancing gets you afraid of other people, mm -hmm. right? And suddenly humans are your enemy. Right, right. Very interesting because our collective power, and understand, the globes are very smart. Or, you know, let's not think they're ignorant. And that yeah, is yeah. part of the answer to your question. Yeah. They're very smart. They're very clever. Okay. But they're not in truth. So eventually it has to fall. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just get kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. So we, uh, people working collectively, as it, it actually says in the, in the Bible, five will chase away a hundred, a hundred will chase away 10,000. What does that tell us? When we're collectively connected, we have tremendous power, way greater than our actual numbers. Okay? And that's, uh, I've been doing Peace 21 meditation since 1985. That's the whole concept. It, it basically is equal to the square root of 0.1% of, of, of the population. So we have real power. 
oh, let's not have that happen. They know what's going on, the Bobas. Let's keep everybody separate and afraid. Yeah. So then you look, can't have churches open, but you can have bars and you can have, you know, grocery stores. I mean, not grocery stores, big stores open, but you can't have your mom pop store. Why? We're trying to destroy the middle class, okay? So everything they do is a completely well thought out. Yeah. Because if you destroy the mom and pop and the individual and the currency, what are you going to do? You're going to have a digital currency. Mm. Oh, because money has uh, germs on it. You're going to have a digital currency that you can control people's life. That's where their game plan is. So if we have to understand this is well planned, well executed, and I don't want to take the whole program talking yeah. about it on that level. What I want people to be only get the take home fact is it is a PSYOP and we need to break out of that mind control, which I believe is happening uh, because all their projections, all their fear, nothing's really happened. It's not that dangerous a thing. Yeah. It's about the same when you look at all the data of a flu. Maybe it's twice as much of a flu. Maybe it's equal to a flu, the annual flus. Okay. You, that's kind of where we want to go. In 2017, the flu did peak. It did cause a lot of respiratory things. But on the average, the flu, uh, you know, what we're seeing, this is about the same. And what we're seeing around the world, again, is that, like in Sweden, where they, they were not locked down, um, their annual death rate is the same as it's been for years. See what I'm saying here? So it's way blown out of proportion, and now people are waking up to it. Besides, it didn't work. It's inconvenient. It makes people suicidal, disrupts relationships. You know, starved 130 million people in Africa. But remember, they're trying to get rid of the Africans. Right, right. And that's a whole well, other element. Yeah, so, you know, since I do a lot of work in Africa, I'm quite acutely aware of that. So the point I'm making is, they have a certain agenda which is being achieved. One thing they didn't count on is we're seeing through it because all their dire predictions haven't come true. It's about the same as the annual flu. So that's where we're left with. And if people can just sit back and relax. Now, here's where we go. Here's where I go. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So how do you protect yourself? Mm -hmm. Vaccines don't protect you. Okay, we already get they increase your rate 36% from the flu. Um, uh, I don't want to get into homeopathic vaccines because they actually do work, but that's a totally different topic. Mm -hmm. So what we're going is takes us into a, an argument and a discussion that really began at the Civil War. Mm -hmm. What was that? What's the cause here? Is it the germ or is it the terrain? The terrain is your overall general health, not just your immune system, your overall general health. So this debate went on. Louis Pasteur said it's the germ. Okay. Claude Bernard, Anton von Schoep said, no, it's the terrain. So when Louis Pasteur was dying, he said, because it's time to give up the, his ego, French ego. <laughs> Okay, Paul uh -huh. Bernard was right. It's the terrain. Get what I just said, though. Yeah, no, yeah, so, yeah. 
So even Louis Pasteur admits it's not the germ, it's the terrain. So you have these great beings, you know, medical beings. Anton uh, Borchum had eight MD PhDs. I mean, these are smart people, okay? Yeah. So it's the terrain. Now, what is the terrain? Okay. How do you build the terrain? Now, in my newsletters, I go in kind of detail with it, but the point is, it's not, it's your diet. Okay, we're not talking about specifically a protocol. We'll get to that. You have to eat a good healthy diet. What's a good healthy diet? Well, we know that a 100% plant-based vegan diet, at least 80% live food diet, is going to give your, your optimal immune protection and balance your neurotransmitters. That's mm, pretty well established in all the research that we've done. So that's one. Well, another thing, got to breathe. So I do pranayama, breathing exercises every day. Need to exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise increases your brain function and your neurotransmitters. It makes you healthy. Builds the immune system. But it's bigger than the immune system. Makes your brain work right. Okay? Uh, having positive social relations. So what are they doing? They're giving us just the opposite. Lock you down in a box. And if we're going to get out of the mark of the beast, we have to get out of the box. Mm-hmm. And people kind of can get that idea. If we go along with it, that's the mark of the beast. So we've got to pop out of the box. We've got to get outdoors. We know you're outdoors. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be safe. You're going to get sunshine and vitamin D and all that. And you're going to feel good. Okay. So it uh, also there are certain supplements that build the immune system and will give you protection. So those are, uh, you know, what I mean by building terrain, you know, your mental, your physical state, your lungs, okay, uh, the relationship, all those build the terrain. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to also say belief in God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know that people who believe in God have half the amount of depression and really stronger immune system. And, and just real quick, as a distinction, when you say believe in God, you mean live their life as if they believe in God. Correct. Right. Well, I guess that's an interesting way to talk about it. But um, yeah, well, I, well, it's one thing to 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 yeah. say something; it's another thing to actually live it. I think the response from the body is probably a little bit different. Well, I'm actually thinking that's not the case. Okay. So, okay. Okay. For whatever reason. I, I don't know. I just, that's, that's my. I, I know. It's a logical thing what you just said. Right. But apparently, even, even if you believe in God but not living it, it makes a difference. That's what the research yeah. is. Yeah. I, 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 I appreciate that. that. That gives me hope. <laughs> well, yeah. Because that's right. The other thing I, I want to add is meditation and prayer because meditation has a tremendous positive physiological effect, lowers blood pressure. It makes your, if you've been meditating for uh, for five years, it gives you a a physiology that's 15 years younger. Now that's all, that came out of TM. I don't do TM, but it came out of their research. Mm -hmm. Not new information. Harvard shows people who meditate increase the size of their brain. Normally the brain shrinks 1% per year. Wow. So particularly in wow. thinking, cognitive areas increases, and that's and uh, it decreases the emotional part of the brain, and increases the oh, cognitive yeah. and also psychic part of the brain. 
That's newer research came out ah, here. So uh, wow, okay. And what I'm I'm going to say is, you know, once we're tuning in, we decrease stress. Meditation will decrease stress. Knowing that God's taking care of it will decrease stress. So I think what we're looking at and what we're seeing is a whole lot of people are returning to God. Churches are being revived in, in many ways, you know, churches, synagogues, mosques, whatever. So yeah. people are returning because they know there's some truth there. That's why they're making such a big deal about you can go to liquor stores and you can go to, you know, or your Walmart, but you can't actually go to a church. Right. So that, that's where the battle is because they know people get together and pray together game over game over yeah 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 the battle that's going on now so, so, so yeah you're you're very clear that is a that is not not a not a uh, what do you call it a collateral consequence they are very specifically trying to shut down the religious centers that's right and and now the battle's on trump came out and said right you better open them all that right yeah see he's you know, I'm, this isn't political, but he he gets it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so once people are able to pray together, the power of prayer, which I'm explaining, it shifts the global brain. That's been established, okay? It's not like a theoretical thing. Research has shown that. Literally, with Peace 21, get this. Uh, when we meditate on each equinox and solstice, we decrease the amount of sunspots. Literally, our prayers affect the whole solar system. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that research was done by a guy named Bro Payne. He did four years in a row, compared that versus you know previous years when they weren't doing it, previous to 1985. So it's wow. right there. We affect the whole solar system. Mm -hmm. I mean, what mm -hmm. can I tell you? Okay. So power of prayer meditation is good. Let's uh, let's make people so they can't gather. Yeah. Total nonsense. Total nonsense. But it isn't nonsense when you realize they know what they're doing. What their agenda they, is. Yeah. yeah. Their agenda is keep people separate, keep people in fear, and guess what? They'll make good slaves. Well, we're not meant to make good slaves. We are getting off the globalist plantation. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. We're getting out of the box of the matrix. Okay. And we're getting out of the mark of the beast, which is taking on their way of thinking and acting. So you'll be accepted. That's what we're talking about. Mm. And the more of us that show up, now this, uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what huge step he did. Huge. Crazy. But I loved it because, man, I don't watch TV or whatever. You know, yeah. thing, but I know he is, number one radio, you know, uh, internet guy. Yeah. For him to say, no, you're not going to stop me from speaking the truth, is a huge example for all of us. So if he can do it, yeah, we all have to do it. That's really what I'm talking about. So that's why I gave the data as concise as I can for people um, that is un, unambivalent. Mm. Mm -hmm. So now we're talking about the terrain. We understand a life, if we're talking about a life food lifestyle, is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. That will build the terrain. But again, it isn't just eating live food. It's breathing, exercise, meditating. I do yoga six times a week. All these things. It's in, in other words, it's 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 the live it, right? It's like we're getting off diets. We're getting off these little compartmentalized 
health, biohacking, whatever the little, the little doodad is, we're getting into a, a thing where we actually have to construct a health assurance policy that assures us that everything we're doing, for, you know, to the best of our ability, is moving us in a singular direction towards vital health. And it's not like self-sabotaging or like, oh, I have these little habits that are kind of getting in the way of, of the bigger picture. It's kind of, in other words, what I'm saying is it's a refinement of the obvious. It's the refinement of a, of a, a entire lifestyle, not just like this diet or this set of macronutrients or whatever goobity gob people are, you know, Right. So that's part of it. I'm going to just add to what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I developed when I wrote Spiritual Nutrition, the Rainbow Diet in 1986. I added the spiritual component. So I, I'm saying, why are we doing this? Why are we put right. on the planet? It's right. to become superconductors of the divine. We yeah. know that a live, I have proven that a live food diet, uh, you know, vegan live food diet, helps open up all the subtle energetic channels. It makes the Kundalini, you know, Ruach HaKadosh energy flow most powerfully and helps us best make our connection with the divine. We do have research. When people go this way, 95% of the people feel more connected with the divine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Big picture. Now I'm going to add one more big piece of the big picture. They kept saying humans are replaceable. They're useless. Uh, dot, dot. And why are they saying that? Because it's a satanic agenda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they want us to turn against humans and they want to justify it but why were we put here were we put here to be industrial units or were we put on the planet through multiple uh, incarnations to return to God we because we're made in the image of God we are intrinsically valuable uh, as being here to evolve back to God that's why we're here. We're not here to be economic slaves of the globalists. But their view, they don't believe in God. They don't, you know, they believe in, uh, you know, satanic domination. Okay, to enslave everybody, not to liberate everybody. Although I'll say we're we're protecting you when it's just the opposite. But we're really here to wake up. Okay, and if we get that, then that whole argument goes away. Computers don't wake up. We're not meant to be replaced by computers. We're meant to wake up mm -hmm. and grow spiritually. That's what we're put on the planet, not as economic units. So if we kind of like get that, the PSYOP is, no, no, you're just an economic unit. You're an economic slave, and you'll be replaced by robots because they can do a better job. Well, they can, but the point is, that's not the purpose. Yeah. But... From a satanic point of view, it's control, power, enslavement, and it gets worse. And, and I don't want to go there today about the total moral, spiritual degeneration of the, of the globalist, you know, in terms of the pedophilia and all the different child sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just stay with this. So our job is to become awake, aware, and see the bigger picture. This lifestyle is aimed about the bigger picture how do yeah. we become superconductors of the divine that's big and health is part of it you don't have a healthy mind don't have a healthy brain you can't deal with the higher levels of things
Does that make sense? What I'm That's saying? What, yeah, you get kind of short circuited or you get like alkalosis or like, you know, people get so spacey. They don't even, they're like, they forget they even have a body and they're not really of any earthly, as Michael Beckwith puts it, not really of any earthly good. <laughs> they're, they're kind of holding space, but they're not really like. Right. So we have to deal with that. And that's really yeah. what I, in 1986, when I saw all these people are ungrounded and spaced out alkalotic like what's wrong with this picture yeah so that's why we kind of bring it back into balance okay so that's the overview and basically the live food lifestyle that we're just talking about again 100 percent vegan at least 80 percent live food you know i mean if you i i'm 99 okay mm -hmm. um i have to allow us a little difference otherwise you get too obsessive about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, it's a lifestyle. I've been living this way thirty-seven years. It's like not. This is what I like. It makes me feel good. I'm not doing it as a discipline. This is just my way of life. Right, right, right. That's. I think that's such an important thing for people to understand. Is that it's not a. It's not a dogma. You're not trading one box for another. It's like it, it's something that feels good. Right. Finding what feels good generally makes you feel good. Right, and elevate your consciousness. Right. You can take, uh, uh, you know, a, a drug and feel good, but it doesn't elevate you. Right, yeah. So exactly. it's a way of life. I'm going to say, there's a word in uh, Hindu or Sanskrit, is sanatana dharma, the natural way of living. That's the word that leads you to liberation. So I'm adding the liberation part of it because let's see ourselves in a bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And not just about our physical health. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's a, a key message that I've been given since 1986, more publicly. That's the big picture. Now, so the final piece, I don't know how we're doing on time, but the final piece is there is a protocol that I outlined in my newsletter. And people don't get it because it's in every newsletter. Again, they just go to drcousins.com. They can get it. It refers to the my website, uh, my new uh, Tree of Life uh, community website, okay, mm -hmm. which is um, treeoflife.mn.co. We are off the grid totally. We're not part of the internet in any way. This is a free platform, okay? It's mm -hmm. important mm -hmm. to get that because it is a problem, okay? And I'm not talking a lot. We can talk about it. And in fact, you will be interested in me talking about the 5G protocol. Yeah. Which I worked out closely with the tech end, but I'm not talking about that. I'm just going to talk for a moment about the, you know, our protective protocols. So, what are the protective things? Obviously, vitamin D, okay, uh, zinc, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to give numbers because I don't want to get caught at that level, mm -hmm. okay. Solver, the nano solver. Okay, um, we are talking about uh, uh, the red algae, red marine algae, which kills all the, the viruses. And I'm also talking about aluminine, a special form of iodine. It kills all viruses. Mm -hmm. It's been shown to, to kill the, the MERS virus, and you know it's got some research behind it. These are really, really simple uh, and important things. I mean, okay, so those are your, your big ones. And then, again, 
I'll, I'll do the tack hand, but that's a bigger discussion. That's how I'm holding it, you know, the 5G. And then immune bursting herbs, we do a thing called mega defense, which is the best Chinese herbal protection, antioxidants, because all these viruses create free radicals. So we, we do that. Uh, the licorice root also protects your lungs. Um, and obviously vitamin C, okay? Now there are other things that play a role is DHA, EPA, because it protects your brain. That's an important thing. And um, I'm gonna mention melatonin. So in my articles about 5G, all these things reduce melatonin, the melatonin is down, your immune system goes down, uh, there's greater mental disturbances and suicide and so forth and so on. So melatonin is a big thing. We got we need most people are going to need to take some melatonin thing. With the TAC in, we, we have a melatonin CBD. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. So that's one level. Okay. We have uh, I use uh, my wife does uh, aromatherapy, so in the plague, bubonic plague and all that, the immune, the immune, the essential oils were very protective mm -hmm. against this, okay? And so we have a thing called immortal immune and then a thing for your hands, germs be going to spray on, it's pretty good. Now, there are some homeopathics that help with this because I'm also a homeopath. I'm just gonna give the names because it has to be individualized. But the ones that are most appropriate are Bryonia, Gelsimium, Ufatorium, Influenzinum, which I think everybody should take. It's a, what we call a nozo general. And thankfully it will cover the COVID. And um, tuberculinum, which is a, uh, what we call a nozo that protects your lung energy. Okay, so there's details to that. And then we look at herbs, you know, again, general things, you know, uh, orange peel, oregano, garlic, ginger, all those kind of things, elderberry, turmeric, they're all basic goods. Um, and so we have a range, but basically the core is the silver, D, the C, and the zinc. Those are all the, the key things that people, that, that has to be their minimum that, that, that people take. I like vitamin A because it protects your lungs 25 units a day. Uh, that's a slight problem because you can't get it from plant because mm -hmm. the conversion rate's poor. So I use the synthetic A. It's only synthetic A. Use okay. synthetic a. That, so, that's good for people to know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just the overall. So we have the way of life, and again, this is called the terrain. We have a way of life that it builds your whole life force, not just your immune system, your whole life force. It's fun, connects you to God, I and mean, what could what could be wrong with that? Okay? Right. And, but it's not just about a bunch of supplements. It's breathing, exercising, focusing on God, meditating. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a it's a bigger scope. Obviously, not taking toxins into your system, right? right. Which includes vaccinations. So, uh, so that's kind of the overview that people can do. So we see one, it's a sigh. So get out of fear because fear lowers your immune system. 
Also, it makes you uh, more susceptible to being savory. I'll save you, just be a slave. Well, you're not going to be saved, number one, and you are going to be a slave. Yes. It's a lose-lose proposition. Yeah. And what I'm seeing, and I'm sure most of the listeners here get it, yeah. we have to make some choice here. We're at a turning point for humanity. Yeah. Are we going to buy this PSYOP? Are we, you know, are we going to stay in fear and be controlled through our fear? Or are we going to wake up and say, this is a paper tiger. The king has no clothes. I'm not playing. Mm. That's the biggest statement. I'm not playing. Mm. And the more we convince people not to play, yeah. uh, it's good. And when we look at all the doctors, there's a lot of doctors who just are offended yeah. from a doctor saying, like, this is just not true. Yeah, yeah. And doctors and nurses, it's like, this isn't. This is not true. They're not deep philosophical thinkers. They're not thinking spiritually. They're just saying, this isn't true. Bogus. Yeah. And, you know, based on my clinical experience, they're saying, my clinical experience says, it's not true. So we have that level. But I'm talking, this is a monumental spiritual battle mm. between the forces of light and dark. Uh, we do actually a meditation. Uh, on Thursdays, I speak to a uh, Spanish group, Brazilian group, uh, European-Israel group, and also English-speaking group. Wow. And we have a, not all once, there's four different programs. Uh, and then we do a meditation for uh, creating the firepower to burn up the forces of darkness and transform them into light. Okay both on planet and off planet. If we know a little bit, I'm not going to get into it. There's off planet forces. Yeah, I, man, I would, I would love to get into all that with you. But I, I, yeah. Well, so we're looking at the big picture. And again, people just can go to drcousin.com and it will refer you to where you can get all this information and be part of this meditation. Uh, you know, I have a, a kind of a Q&A and then I have meditation. That's worldwide. It's growing. But again, the more we're unified, the better it is. And so even a small group can affect a big, big effect. So that's kind of an overview um, from PSYOP to really waking up. One kind of PSYOP up to waking up. Yeah. You know, pun. That's the biggest thing we have to do. This is the big gift of this whole game. Is it's forcing people to wake up. Mm -hmm. or be a slave or die and be a slave so i guess there, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of gray space in between those two no they made it really clear it's beautiful if you see the big picture it's a gift yeah yeah wake up time or it's enslavement and death time we really have options here and we're always talking about you know what are you going to choose Right. Because there has to be a certain amount of free will in those choices. Right, right. right. And, uh, that's where we're facing now. So I, I, I pray and uh, bless everyone in the, you know, who's listening that we choose to wake up, return to the truth of the divine, of who we are, yes. and break out of the box, break out of the matrix, and return to the deeper meaning of life. Mm -hmm.
Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. This is, this is wonderful. Really grateful for you making the space and time to join me here. And again, just to give all those people um, access to your website and how to get on that newsletter. I received the newsletter. It's quite comprehensive, as you mentioned. Um, so is it, it's drcousins.co? Doc C-O-M. Doc C-O-M. Okay. Or they can just do, uh, that's the main thing. And that refers you to the new website that's kind of on a whole different platform, which is basically treeoflife.mn.co. That's the CO. Okay. okay. And that's where they can get everything and be part of the community. So one of the things, why are we doing this, is we're, we, we realize people are being isolated. So yeah. you walk in and you're only without a mask. There's something wrong with me? No, you're right on. Yeah. But it's nice to have people who share with you. So the community is so people can talk to each other and support each other in a variety of ways. So we aren't saying that we're isolated. Actually, there is a small community. That's all we need to change the world is a small, dedicated community. So that's uh, the purpose. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Right on. Again, thanks so much, Dr. Cousins. This was such a pleasure. Always fun to chat with you and, and get your, your unique perspectives on, on basically everything. <laughs> so we will, I will, I'm happy to really go in detail because we worked out the 5G for your personal yeah. protection, house protection and actually even your car protection. It's kind of exciting and I, I think it's very, very important because that's the next piece because that, as I trade, track out wherever there's 5G and CV19, there's higher rates of mortality. Mm -hmm. Not infectivity, but mortality. Right. So we right. need to really know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be, be ha more than happy to do that. And then maybe get some intel on this off world planet stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we can save that for, we, we can digress. We can save that for another, another one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Cousins. It was really a pleasure, as always. So I want to bless everybody out there that we take this opportunity to be inspired to wake up, to see the truth of who we are, yes. and see our connection to the divine as what we're giving a choice to make. Now, we make the choice that elevates us and makes our purpose for being on this planet meaningful and purposeful. Mm. And I bless you for your good work. May this continue to expand. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, very good.